1: Welcome to the Sleep Pod, the podcast that is occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name is James, and every episode I make up a boring, drama free, and mildly amusing story to help set you up for a long and peaceful night's sleep. This is the first episode of 2023 and I know you're all eager for me to start so I won't make this episode's introduction too long. I will just say, welcome back and if you've had a break over the last month then I hope it was a good one. The word of inspiration that I will be using as a starting off point for this episode's story was paged to me at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Day and it was just one word That word was TENT. So get yourself comfortable, turn the lights down low, cover yourself in all available blankets, and I'll begin with this episode's story. TENT Susan Grout stood in her field. She had owned the field for a while now, and she would be the first to say that she purchased it on a bit of a whim. She didn't know what to do with it, but had thought that it would be a good idea to invest in land. So, that's exactly what she had done. Susan had found herself with a bit more money than what she would be normally used to, due to her coming up with the concept of putting the words live, laugh, love on various household items and selling them. She had made a lot of money. And after doing all the usual things that people do once, getting a great deal of money for the first time, like buying a yacht, buying a castle, buying a really, really cool car, she bought a field She was stood in the center of that very field, wearing wellington boots, a big coat, and all the other types of clothes that would be more than appropriate for standing in a field. The field went on for as far as she could see. But that wasn't that far because there were some trees that were blocking the view of the horizon. But those trees were also on the field. She sighed as she looked around, trying to find some inspiration on what she could do there. Hmm, she thought. I don't think just standing in the field is good enough. I think I need to sleep in the field. Luckily, in her car that she had brought to the entrance of the field, there was a tent on the back seat. She had always kept a tent in the back of her car, just in case there were any... Emergencies that could only be solved by being inside a tent. So she rushed over to a car, searched her pockets for the keys, and eventually found the keys. She then used the key to unlock the door, and she then retrieved the tent. She locked the car back up, put the keys back in a pocket, and made her way to the center of the field. It was a relatively nice day. The sky was the usual mix of blue with clouds, and the grass was green. With a few patches of wildflowers sprinkled across the surface of the field. She didn't have to spend long picking out a spot for the tent. She thought she might have to pace around a while trying to find a nice flat bit of ground but all of the ground was very flat. So she got straight to work and took the tent out of the tent bag, all of the pegs, poles, guide ropes, and a pair of socks which had somehow found their way into the tent bag, probably from the last time She used the tent. She unfurled all of the component parts of the tent, made sure she had all of the pegs, and got straight to work, putting the tent up. It was something that Susan did every now and then, so she was well practiced in tent direction after some time in between 10 and 15 minutes, the tent was up. Hooray, said Susan, as she tightened some of the ropes. She took a few steps back and just looked at her handiwork. Well, Susan, she said to herself, you've done it again. Another success. She high-fived herself as she walked to the tent opening and opened it. She half climbed inside the tent but left her feet outside and carefully removed her boots she didn't want to bring dirt and mud or any other outdoorsy things into the inside of the tent. She kept the access flap for the tent open and just lay down, with a warm breeze drifting over her. She closed her eyes began trying to think what she could do with the field. She thought, and she thought, and she thought some more, but no matter how hard she tried to think, she kept on getting distracted because she was just so comfortable that her brain just was not letting her do any deep thoughts about field potential. And that is when she had the brilliant idea. Her eyes shot open, and she sat up. Of course, she said to nobody, I will turn this field into a campsite. She wriggled around in the tent for a bit, in celebration, and then got her boots on, and ran a few laps around the tent, cheering to her own ingenious idea. Once she was done with her celebration, she pulled the tent down and packed it all away back into the bag, making sure to leave the socks out of the tent bag this time. When she was done, and she had checked that she had picked up all of the tent pegs and anything else that she could have accidentally left, she ran back to her car, put the tent back in it, and drove off so she could focus all of her attention on turning the field into a campsite. Over the next few months, Susan worked very hard. She did all of the planning and brainstorming herself. Although she did consult a few campsite experts, alongside visiting a few other campsites, just to see if her ideas of what a campsite should be were the same as other people's. And all in all, her ideas were fairly similar to anybody else's idea of what a campsite should be. She hired some people to make some paths, got some toilets and shower rooms and things like that, installed on the field, added lighting, divided up the field into suitable individual spaces for people to hire, and even built a small building that could be used for activities. Usually a project like this would take a lot longer than a couple of months. Susan was very good at her job. She had a lot of contacts and everybody really liked her and all of the hard work that she'd in other ventures of hers, it helped her forge good business relationships with a number of people who all helped get the campsite ready for campers. Business was a bit slow at first for Susan. It took a while for the campsite to really get going, but gradually more and more people heard about it, and after a while it turned into quite the success. She had found herself spending more and more time at the campsite, although she had her castle and her yacht She liked nothing more than just staying on the campsite, in her little tent, spending time with the people who were also spending time on the campsite. One morning, Susan woke up, got out of her sleeping bag, drank some water and then, exited the tent and made a big stretch. She went to use the facilities, brushed her teeth, got changed, etc., and started her usual morning routine of just walking around the campsite. She would walk around the campsite every morning, just checking that everything was fine. She'd start by making her way to the campsite's entrance making sure the signage was still nice and clean, and accurate. She'd walk along the gravel pathways, making sure there weren't any potholes, or that anybody had stolen any of the gravel. She would check and occasionally water the flowers, make sure the trees and the bushes were okay. And lastly, she would wish a good morning to all of her guests. If they were awake or present, but on that morning, once she had finished checking some of the bushes and trees, she noticed that something was slightly amiss in the tool shed. The campsite's tool shed was a standard-looking garden shed that contained various gardening implements, such as shovels, spades, a few buckets, garden hose and hose attachments, and a lawnmower. But on that morning, she noticed that there was something missing that also should have been in there. She moved various things around, looked behind things to make sure it hadn't fallen. But no matter where she looked in the shed, Susan could not find her favorite Rope. Oh no, said Susan. My favourite rope. Hmm, she thought. I wonder where it's gone. She doubted that anyone would have actually stolen it. So it was probably being used by one of her guests. Which is something that she wouldn't really mind. But it was her favourite rope after all. So she liked to keep a close eye on it. She stood in the doorway of her shed, looking out onto the campsite around her, she thought. Well, I can do that whilst I say good morning to all of my guests. She checked her watch to make sure it was an appropriate time as she had a habit of waking up very early sometimes and not realizing how early it actually was. Once she was satisfied that the Time was fine for greeting people with a good morning. She set off and started doing her rounds. The first of Susan's guests that she checked upon were the Gloves family. they had been staying at Susan's campsite for about a week. They had a very large tent, which was useful because Mr. and Mrs. Glove had five children. As Susan made her way towards their tent, She knew that they were already awake. She could hear their children talking and laughing. And Mr. Glove was doing his normal morning song about breakfast cereal. To entertain the children. As she got closer, she saw them all sat around the large table that they had put outside their tent, about to tuck into their bowls of cereals as soon as Mr. Glove finished singing about breakfast cereals. Susan stood back and waited for him to finish, as she didn't want to intrude too much on their morning routine. As soon as Mr. Glove finished singing the words, Eat your cereal, the family grabbed their spoons with gusto and began eating. Mr. Glove looked up and raised his eyebrows. Ah, good morning, Susan, he said. Susan walked towards the table. Good morning, Mr. Glove, Mrs. Glove, and all the little gloves. Everybody waved, but didn't say anything, because they had mouths full of cereal and milk. How are you today? said Mr. Glove. I'm very well, thank you, said Susan. Is everything okay here? Yes, thank you, said Mr. Glove. Everything is perfect. Oh, that's great, said Susan. I was wondering, you haven't happened to see my favorite rope anywhere, have you? Hmm, said Mr. Glove, let me have a think for a moment. Mr. Glove closed his eyes in concentration, made a few facial expressions whilst he thought, but then, eventually, reopened his eyes and said, No, I'm sorry. He turned to his family. What about you, family? Have you seen Susan's favourite rope anywhere? His wife and his children all stopped eating for a moment, closed their eyes and did some facial expressions whilst they thought. Then, one by one, they all reopened their eyes and shook their heads. I'm sorry, Susan, said Mr. Glove. I don't think anybody here has seen it. Oh, that's okay, said Susan. I'm sure it will turn up. Good, said Mr. Glove. Make sure you let me know that you've found it, otherwise I'll be worrying all day on where your favourite rope has gone. I will, said Susan. And she walked off, leaving Mr. Glove and all of his family to enjoy their breakfasts. The next guests Susan decided to check in on were Crispin and Paul. They had a camper van, and as Susan got closer to it, She could hear that they were awake, because they were doing their morning routine. Which was listening to jazz. As she approached, she saw Crispin and Paul, sat on a picnic blanket, eating some toast. Ah, said Crispin, Oh, said Paul. Hello, said Susan. How are you two doing, she inquired. Very well, thank you, said Paul. Yes, very well, said Crispin. That's great, said Susan. I take it you are enjoying your stay so far, she said. Yes, said Crispin, very much so. It has been a nice break so far from my normal job of working. Yes, I thought as much. Said Susan. But I'm just wondering have you seen my favourite rope anywhere? Crispin and Paul looked to each other and then looked back to Susan and said in unison, No. Sorry. We haven't. Oh, okay said Susan. Don't worry, I'm sure it will turn up soon. Yes, said Crispin. I'm sure it will. I agree, said Paul. And they waved as Susan walked off to visit the next guest. The Caravan belonging to Dr. Fandango was also very brightly decorated and advertised on its side that it was housing Dr. Fandango, the travelling salesman of medical instruments. As she approached She could already smell the delicious cooked breakfast that Dr. Fandango was making for himself. It smelled very good. As she got closer, she saw Dr. Fandango stood over the barbecue, carefully rotating. Some Meat free sausages. Ah, good morning, Susan, said Dr. Fandango. Good morning, Dr. Fandango, said Susan. How are you today? Ah, said the doctor. I'm doing very well. Would you like a cup of tea? I've just made some." Susan thought for a moment. He didn't feel too happy about taking things from her guests, but during his short time in the campsite, Dr. Fandango had gained quite the reputation for making very good cups of tea. Oh, go on then, said Susan and Dr. Fandango laughed as he poured her a cup. After he handed the cup over to Susan, she took a sniff and then took a sip. Mmm, delicious, said Susan. I know, said Dr. Fandango. And they both laughed. Once they had finished laughing, Susan decided it was the right time to broach the subject of her missing rope. Hmm, said Dr. Fandango. What type of rope is it? Well, said Susan. It's long, and quite thick, and yellow." Wow, said Dr. Fandango. A yellow rope? I can see why that would be your favorite. Yes, said Susan. It is. Ah, said Dr. Fandango. Unfortunately, I have not seen it. I'm sure a rope that was that visually striking would stand out, so I'll keep an eye out for it." Thank you very much, said Susan. She finished drinking her tea and gave the mug back to Dr. Andango before making her way to her next guest's. The next guests that Susan visited were Anna and Natalie. They too had a caravan, but it was less decorated than the doctor's caravan, and was the usual white color. As she approached, she saw them sat on deck chairs, reading. They looked up as they heard her footsteps on the grass, and so Susan said, Good morning. Good morning, said Anna and Natalie. How are you two doing today? Susan inquired. We're doing very well, said Anna. Yes, we're doing really, really good, said Natalie. Great, said Susan. Do you have any plans for the day, or are you reading? Susan didn't like to inquire too much on what people were doing, in case it felt a bit too much like prying. But she had noticed that Anna and Natalie had been spending all of their time reading book after book on their chairs and drinking an array of interesting-sounding cocktails. Oh... You know us," said Natalie. Yes, you know us," said Anna. We'll just be reading. Well," said Susan, as long as you're having fun. And they all laughed. Are you okay?" asked Anna to Susan. You look slightly off this morning." Oh, said Susan, I'm sorry about that. It's just, I can't find my favourite rope. I don't suppose either of you have seen it anywhere. Hmm, a rope, said Anna. No, I don't think so. What about you, Natalie?" Natalie thought for a moment. What kind of rope? She inquired. Oh, you know, said Susan, standard rope kind of appearance, apart from the fact that it is yellow. Oh," said Natalie. Actually, I think I did see a rope that was yellow last night. Really? said Susan. Where? Where did you see it? Well, said Natalie. Late last night, I happened to look out of the window and I saw Rose carrying a rope back to her caravan. At the time, I didn't think much of it, but in hindsight, maybe it was a bit strange. Oh, said Susan, well, I'll go and see Rose next. I'm sure she didn't mean any ill will about the rope and she's free to use it. I would just like to know where it is. That's very understandable, said Anna. Yes, said Susan. After all, it is my favorite rope. Anna and Natalie wished Susan good luck on her quest for her rope and waved as she departed. Rose lived in a converted bus at the far end of the campsite. It was very fancy and really impressive, so much so that even Susan had considered possibly buying one as an upgrade from her tent, as it would be perfect for spending long periods of time in, and would probably be slightly more comfortable than a tent. Susan walked across the grass, around some bushes, around some trees, eventually, she found her way to Rose's home. She had been staying on the campsite pretty much since the campsite had opened, and she had well and truly made herself at home there, outside the entrance to the Bus was a high-packed armchair It was underneath a very small gazebo, and in the chair was Rose who was doing some knitting. At first, Rose didn't see Susan approaching But eventually, she did. Good morning, Rose, said Susan. Ah. Good morning, Susan, said Rose. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing very well, thank you, Rose, said Susan. That's good. Me too. Great, said Susan. I was wondering, asked Susan. Have you seen my rope anywhere? Rose's brow furrowed, and then unfurrowed. Oh, the rope. Yes, the big yellow one. That's the one, said Susan. Yes. I'm awfully sorry. I borrowed it last night. Oh? Yes, said Rose. I happened to see it, and I was really taken by the colour and texture. And I wanted to use it as inspiration for my latest knitting project. Oh, said Susan. What are you knitting? Well, said Rose, I'm knitting a big yellow jumper that looks like rope. Ah, said Susan. That makes perfect sense. Yes, said Rose. I've finished with it now if you need it back. No, it's okay, said Susan. It's just because it's my favourite rope. I just wanted to know where it was. I see, said Rose. I'm sorry if I've caused you any inconvenience. Honestly, it's fine, said Susan. If you still need it, you carry on using it. After all, I bought it as a communal rope. And that shouldn't change just because it's my favorite rope. Very true said Rose. Well, thank you all the same, I'll make sure I put it back in a couple of hours' time. Okay, said Susan. So Susan returned to her tent and decided to have a bit of a lie down after all the excitement After all, it was still early, she still had plenty to get on with that day, but after a morning like that, she needed a bit of a break to take it easy for a while, and so that's exactly what she did. the end of this episode's story. As always, thanks for listening, and until next time, sleep well.